Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The Long Yes, yeah, so James and Craig have, uh, they went up to Leicester up last night and they were shooting stuff with the Leicester fans because Leicester fans getting all tri- chippy saying they're going to win the Champions League. And what happened? That's right. They dished up a wallop. Well, so what was, I didn't watch, I was due to watch last night, but yeah. we, uh, this is what happens now. Once you've got a fucking baby, I mean a child, a baby, a yeah, beautiful, brings much baby. love and wonder into your life. Yeah, and all of a sudden, like, so the, Ty was ill yesterday, so all of a sudden I had to then get a train to pick her up in Surrey because she couldn't drive. Oh. Sick everywhere. Really? Selfish. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean it's, it's not. She doesn't listen anymore, so we can say what well, you can say. She doesn't listen anymore. I wouldn't no. disrespect. Now no. she's got the child, she thinks that it's over, she doesn't have to work. Priorities, yeah. That yeah. She, what she needs to understand, she's got to keep your relationship alive. Mm. And staying interested in what you're interested in is crucial to any healthy relationship. <laughs> Um, if you haven't listened to the Bull Street podcast before, long Bull Street podcast before, yeah. um, and if, if this is your first time, uh, well, we're two men with decades of experience of, watch, of watching football. <laughs> decades. You know, two men, yeah. sexually active, um, it's healthy. Yeah, very... Um, I don't want to go in that flat, but I do know that the other week um, when we did last did our podcast, people were talking about you having the itchiest nose in history. Yeah. I seem to have caught that today. Yeah. And it's really itchy. Why does that happen? Hay fever. I don't get hay fever. Right, I, I have even... Uh, I mean, there are some accusations I'm not going to go into on the, on the, bullshit, on the YouTube comments, um, which, you know, scandalous. Um, okay. But other... other you does know, that gen- gen- bother you? I have, it, I have it on a daily basis. I've really? had it since I was a kid. My mum took me to hospital saying... Not, not like emergency hospital, but to get allergy tests yeah. and... Um, and they said hay fever, or they said they said he has a slight pollen uh, uh, allergic, allergic reaction to pollen. Mm. But and then she thought it was the feathers in my pillow. <laughs> I mean, she was a great mum. She is a great mum. Yeah. Um, but unnecessary trips to the hospital were right. common in my. In my <laughs> oh really? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I, yeah. Apart from the one time, apart yeah. from one time, I broke my wrist, right. and it took a three days to take me to it the took hospital. Took three days. Yeah. Okay. So, so she's, abuse. Okay. So the, uh, I've had it before, but it's more of a... Uh, I thought it might have been like an anxiety-based thing. No. Because I remember being... A couple of times when I was out on dates, and I remember getting these like really super itchy nose to the mm. stage where it felt... <laughs> it started to become something all I could think about, and I'm like, I need to itch it, I need to itch it. Yeah. I was going, oh, God, look at that over there. Fucking 
and then kind of go, <laughs> would you that go into the toilet, washing my face and nose, because right now, I've just washed it out, it feels so itchy. Is it? Is it like the end here? It's, it's the whole nose, almost. I feel oh, wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There we oh, go. yeah. Yeah, weird. I mean, don't be embarrassed. Like, these, this is lads, ultimately, out yeah, there. Yeah, we're kind of cool. We can... We don't get judged in that way, do we, by our... Well, we, uh, we kind of do get... Sort of. Yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah, so if you're watching on YouTube, uh, um, uh, thank you for joining us. Mm. And if you're not, if you're listening to on, uh, via the podcast... Then, then come and subscribe to our, our YouTube channel, Long mm. Ball Street. You, uh, you Go should. both ways, really. But there's, we have a, uh, it's LFC Joe or something like that. I forget his LCFC Joe, sorry. Yeah, Leicester fan. That, um, comments a lot. Um, so what, what you're saying is that Leicester fans were confident and it started to get a little bit like, hang on, we're going to do this, and then, and then they're out. I think so we went up to make a video about that, did we? That- I think ultimately we wanted to chronicle what would, hopefully, for, for the video's sake... <laughs> Uh, see Leicester getting through uh, against uh, Atletico Madrid because what a story that would be. Um, unfortunately, yeah. football is quite cruel at times, and you know they've had their fair share of glory. They've had their yeah. fair share of happiness over the last eighteen yeah. months. Um, and, and they should they, be proud. They're, they're last one standing, weren't they? Just, oh, mate, they've done really what well. What they've done is, I mean, they've got further in, in mm. the Champions League than Arsenal have in the last ten years. Um, you know, it's leave it out. Sorry. Can't help yourself, can you? It's coming, it's close. Speaking of which, I yeah. did notice a, a tweet from you the other day. Oh. Um, <laughs> I forget the exact words. Adam might be able to help me. What were the exact words? Mind the fucking gap, you slags. Mind the gap. <laughs> mind the gap, you slags. Yeah. Now, mind the fucking gap, you slags. Uh, mind the gap, you fucking slags. Ah, okay. Um, I mean... How do you feel I, about I, that now? I was drunk yeah. when I sent it. Yeah. Uh, it was late at night. I just watched. I just, I literally just recorded the Fighting Cop podcast. Right. I then had a couple of beers with my mate. So you were feeling plucky. I just watched Arsenal get smashed three 0 by Palace. Right. And right. I come home and I wasn't even thinking about tweeting. And I was sitting down with my old man and he's just looked at your phone. No, he's banging my, my old man's banging on about how terrible Arsenal are. They're broken. They're, right. they're broken. They're done. They're right. done and dusted. And I'm like. Fuck, I mean, my dad is an influential person in my life. <laughs> did he Did he encourage you to use Twitter? He doesn't know what Twitter is, but he... Okay, so you interpreted his... his as a, It's just his arrogance about... Not arrogance, he's, co- he's just sh- sure. He, what, yeah. what would you call it? He's, Cocksure. Yeah, but but that's the way that it was... It was just talking to me, so it wasn't right. cocksureness. He was just completely convincing about what he was saying, that Arsenal were broken. And I was like, fuck it, I want to steal a march on every other... And say mind the gap before everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> I woke up in the morning, like my mates on, on the fighting cot, they weren't happy. They were weren't, they? No, they weren't happy. They were like, what? Because they're thinking that you've tempted the football gods, that one, or. So that was one problem. The right. other problem is obviously when I speak from the fighting cock account, I speak for everyone. Okay. And they, they weren't happy. They weren't ready to go yet. Right. Um, and, and I weren't ready to go. It was just. You were drunk. Inebriated and yeah. having the influence of my father. Yeah. Though both those two things are generally yeah. quite bad. Of course. Historically, um, so yeah, and then that's what. But, but, but since then, how's how is the gap? It's still fourteen points. Still fourteen points. Yeah, I mean, it was seventeen points for a while, right? Um, but it's fourteen points, and Arsenal win one game. They kind of get over the line against Borough, win two yeah. one, and the purpose starts going. You start to get nervous a little bit, just because of what it's, it's like that little brother, big brother syndrome, isn't lived it? Through it, mate. Yeah. You've lived for it. You know, you understand. It's not like you say... Surely, though, surely, at this stage, 14 points, this is, they, they are done. They're all over the shop. They're f- fighting with each other. 
the players don't want to play for the manager. They're done, mate. They must be done. Ad, what do you think? I think they're done. Yeah. Cameron, Cameron at the back there. They're done. They're done. They're done. So maybe I was right to steal a march you on are. everyone. I think this is the one, isn't it? This is the final. This is how long has it been? Twenty-six years. Twenty. Is that what that you've never finished above them? Yeah, two thousand. That's crazy. Nineteen ninety-four, when Bruce Rioch was in charge. Wow. The season they signed Burkham. Wow. Weird one. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Well, good luck with that. But there's another gap, isn't there? There's uh, the gap between first and second. Yeah. I mean that. I'm less concerned with that, and it might be small time. If we win the league, mate, I would be over the moon. If we win the double, I, mm. I'd probably end football. But you'd end football. Yeah. Hang on a minute. What? How would you do that? Let's, I mean, if just like some kind of vest with explosives. Or no, I, well, I'm not like affirmative. No, nothing like that. Poison. I, I think that everyone, Sky Sports, Jim White, Robbie from Arsenal Fan TV, you, uh, I think we'd all agree that it was the over. game's been completed. Right. There's no point anymore. No, okay. Um, and I'd be fine with that. Right. Being accepted, be over. But but what's the gap? How far behind them are you? Four, four points. Four points. Is it four? No, five. Five. No, it's four. See, in my head, it's yeah, been seven for so long. It was ten. We remember we've, it's we've four points. It is four, isn't it? And they're display- they were. I watched like about ten minutes of that that game against United, and they didn't look at it. Yeah, no. Four. So right. So bearing in mind when we when four the chase points. started, it was ten. It was ten. And we've clawed back six. Right. So you're you're like that. You know when you watch a horse race and there's that that one that's going backwards. Yeah. And then there's that horse that's coming up on the outside. Yeah. You're that one. Yeah. You're the horse that's. Does that one? You're, you're like Mo Farah on the final bend. You're in full. <laughs> you're kicking. And there's someone there that's looking. Oh, they're looking over their shoulder. I like to think I'm Sally Gunnell. <laughs> Um, An itchy-nosed I'll, Sally Gunnell. Look, if if it happens, it happens. It mm. would be incredible, but... Don't give me if it happens, it happens. Like, it's nothing. Do you know That's the price like, if, if I go out without an umbrella and it rains a bit and I get a bit wet, it happens, it happens. You're talking about winning the league, Flav. What would that mean to you? I mean, everything. <laughs> <laughs> to everything. You're I so mean, funny. Been in, uh, it would be great. I, I'm going to put it out here. I want Spurs to do it. Uh, I really do. Well, it's a weird situation because everybody does, apart uh, from Leicester fans. And They don't uh, want you to do it? No, because they can't... There's like, it's it's not special then, it's like... Well, it's still special that they've done it. I mean, Spurs have a massive, much more... No, but it dilutes it. Is that why... To some degree. Yeah, okay. I think, I think more so that they have this kind of weird kindred spirit between... Leicester and Chelsea because Chelsea <coughs> stopped Spurs from winning the league last season. Oh, and Leicester want to stop some kind of Blues Brothers. Yeah, weird, weird, but also kind of acceptable because you know Chelsea have, you know, it's a bit of a stereotype about the Chelsea fans, but they've kind of got a, a more um, uh, nationalistic Brexit voting type <laughs> fan base. I'm talking from my own personal experience and not from Ball Street or Matt here. Um, and Leicester appear to have that as well. <laughs> My nose has started itching. <laughs> I think it is anxiety. <laughs> and Leicester appears to have that as well. When you know we saw in Europe the, the terrible songs they were singing about wanting to go to war with Gibraltar and throwing coins over a Salem seeker's head. To war with Gibraltar or to internet. war with Spain? War, sorry, war with Spain. Mm. Um, hooliganism is on the rise. <laughs> Apparently so. Right. Do you want me to just talk about it? Uh, no, I don't. It's just a. Uh, um, 
Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so hooliganism is on the rise. I mean, is that statistically on the rise? Yeah, or, is it, or do we have more cameras now? And more well, stuff, and these things get centralised and spread more? Or are we a bit more politically correct than we used to be? Or are like we a little bit more politically... What's wrong with punching a man in the head at football? Exactly, it's been going on for years. Do you know what? I remember once a, um, at a Huddersfield match when I was a kid, and there was a guy that was... It was when it was terracing, right? So it was years ago, and I think that we... We needed to win to, uh, to to stay up at this point. We were playing Oldham um, on a Tuesday night, and I remember we were it's must win game, and we went one nil down, and then I think that they scored again. And uh, this guy that was stood next to me, like I was, you know, the barriers, the, ter- the terracing, and you get like the concrete blocks. Yeah, was to, weak. to stop surging. My, my uncle used to get me sitting on that on that thing, like yeah. that, so I used to sit on the barrier. The surge and barrier. And this guy that was right at the side of me, literally was like, <laughs> "Fuck this!" Just went down the side over the thing, just started kicking the shit out of the linesman. Like seriously, I mean, they are that f- happened. They are annoying. They are real. Oh my god! What about that lino? Have you seen that clip, Adam? Put that clip in this thing. The lino doing the uh, that's warming up like he's gonna play. You, you know, like, yeah. In the you know, like people are like, yeah. Do you know, doing all this kind of like as if they're gonna, you know, like you see fighters doing it and going, uh, you know, yeah. this kind of. And he's doing that like, yeah, he's, he's proper limbering up. It's like, mate, you're a linesman. I hate linesman, but but that's unacceptable. But mad shit happens in football. Does I don't know if it's on the rise again or if it's ever down or if it's just always there. But but you seem to think it's on the rise. Well, Tell me about it. UEFA UEFA have discipline have had an increase of sixty four percent disciplinary actions in the in the last two years. That's for a disciplinary action might be against a club or a set of fans or individual uh, sanctions. And that could be to do with crowd violence. It could be doing with racist chanting. It could right. be um, that kind of shit. Right. Throwing ob- ob- okay. um, objects on the pitch. So that's not to say that hooliganism, as we understand it, is on the rise. But then you've got yeah. that stuff that happened in the Euros with uh, Russia kicking off. Oh, God, yeah. Um, Leon fans just this week. Um, what was it? Uh, Leon fans? Leon fans fighting Besiktas fans. Yes, yeah, so the problem with Leon fans fighting Besiktas fans and the game between Leon and Bast- uh, Bastia. So that was in a, a what is that? Europa, a, yeah. Europa League, and then and then a few days afterwards, Leon fans are at it again, but this well, time in a local in a in a, in a, game a in domestic game. It was, it was the other way around. They went for it. Okay. Bastia fans came on and started fighting Leon this is players. The pre-match one, right? Yeah. Pre- that's an unusual one. Mm. Pre-match. So started again at half-time and then the game got cooled off. Bloody hell. And Bayern Munich fans, uh, the police, the police uh, coming into the stands and trunching in the Bayern Munich fans. Well, France is a... Um, I mean, I think that in, in, to some degree we've got to stay in our lane. I, I'm, I'm personally definitely not qualified to talk about geopolitical issues in, yeah. in countries like France. However, yeah. they've had a lot of... Um, problems there, haven't they? Um, political upheaval, isn't it? Yeah, and, but also the far right. Yeah, a lot of far right political parties yeah, gaining. A lot of. Um, I mean, do you remember when we went out to the? We went to do a, that podcast with Wrighty. We went to Paris. Yeah, we were chatting to that couple. That, that they might have been friends, but the young French guy, and they were just saying because of all the different terrorist attacks and stuff like that, 
they were you talking about how actually scared they were and how everyone was actually really? just genuinely do you not remember that the only guy I remember is the guy who came up to us when we were like do you want to hook up and <laughs> who is to talk chat to birds that's the only <laughs> thing I can remember that, all right you two uh, yeah. your brothers right now no. I was like ah you're good looking right uh, okay yeah. where's this going I just like, yeah yeah, yeah. Do, do you want to? Uh, do you want to? Should, should we pull birds together? I live just up the road. We can take them back there and show. Yeah, so we'll go back there so you can wear my skin. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, that was just weird. That was weird. I don't remember the scared guys. It was but I remember the, the climate at the time. The bar outside our hotel. We sat down and had a yes. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah I do. Young people. But yeah, I mean, it's it's difficult, and 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 I think a lot of the times when things are going on in society like that, they manifest as sort of tensions that then end up kind of coming out in moments where extreme passion's taking place, think, like a football um, match. Yeah, yeah, completely. Yeah, that's exactly it. In the same way that kind of political ideologies, far-right political ideologies, have historically attached themselves to football hooligan groups. Mm. It's, it's yeah. like, again, a microcosm of society as yeah. ever. You know, yeah. hooligans are extremist parts of football support. yeah. Far rightists are extremist parts of society. Yeah, and you'd probably look in comparison if you looked at the percentage of hooligans c- compared to the amount of people who watch football in a weekend. Mm. It'd probably be comparable in terms of the size. So, um, so where are we going with this? I, I don't. I'm, I'm less worried about putting my name to, to generalistic statements <laughs> about things I don't really know about than you are. So I would say, <laughs> I would say that. Um, say it's definitely representative of, of the political climate okay. and that um, the fans I mean, generally what, and society generally is a bit more angry you, okay, so a bit more confused about what's going on right. and, and you've got to look at the FIFA stuff people are a bit feel disenfranchised from the game mm. you know the, all the stuff like the rising ticket prices the fans feel less empowered generally that, that is going to become a, create a, a negative atmosphere you've got the ruling bodies of, the, of, of football in Europe mm. being corrupt to the core yeah all of that creates anger, yeah. doesn't it? It does. Um, I mean, it'd be interesting to know, actually, out of people that watch this, um, how many of you actually go to the games? How many go to the footy? Yeah. And um, do you see football hooliganism as a problem in the English game or not? That's a good question. Because I, I, I still go. Like, I remember being, a, when I was a kid, football hooliganism was... Um, I'd say much more. Pre- it felt much more prevalent to me. I used to see it more. I used to uh, this BB, uh, experience it in and around games. Uh, what, 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 what age? What decade? You're talking about late eighties, early nineties. Um, I'm probably talking. When did I start going? Um, I'm talking probably late eighties. I'm from uh, late eighties, nineties. So that decade, the eighties and the yeah. early nineties, seventies yeah. was bad as well. But that was still it's still prevalent. Yeah. And then, yeah. would you class say Huddersfield play Leeds? Yeah, and there's lots of jumping up and down, a few fisty cuffs, bit of back and forth, getting in amongst it, you know, throwing a little jab when no one's looking. <laughs> I ain't on camera. Well, you didn't catch me, I didn't do it. Is that hooliganism or is it just getting a little bit caught up in the rivalry? Because there's a difference, isn't there? I'm not yeah, saying. there probably is a difference. Um, God, I mean, I think that the, so what you always get in derbies and what you get often in really big games is especially when it's like big clubs so you'd what Leeds will often do if they're going to a game is they would get an allocation that they'd sell out and then they'd be showing up in home support and I think that what you've always got which I've, I've been in quite a few um, home ends as an away yeah. supporter yeah um, and I've been in like the the Holt and Villa with a Liverpool fan and I think I spoke about that yes. when he penalty, penalty first minute and um 
and, and I've seen people come to Huddersfield yep. and they score and they jump up and then they get a dig ultimately or they you know so, so that, that, that's a flashpoint that, that's a flashpoint I'm not sure that's hooliganism but no. but, but it, so it don't matter all I'm saying is I, for, for me like you used to see more lads going around looking for it all, hooliganism is more for me about active arranged meetups in certain places yeah. um, or flashpoints whereby a pub gets done in say where there's you know, and you've got people hanging out of the, mm. the window, people coming in and throwing stuff like that's kind of hooligans rather than of, a. Yeah. Like West Ham hooligans that came down to Tottenham and uh, smashed up the pub at three o'clock in the afternoon when no one's there. Fine. I'm not saying that I would. Fine. Why you keep doing this today? What? You just kind of like saying all this stuff that's going to get us into trouble. I'm not us into trouble, I said it. Well, you are, huh? I know, but still. All right. Well, I'm just, just saying that they attacked a pub when it wasn't there was no one in there. That's <laughs> Give it a big one. I am not. Okay. Not giving. I, fr- I fronted up Nicky from West Ham fan I saw TV. That, you yeah. saw it. You were there. Yeah. I, I came out yeah. on top. Well, more or less. No. No. All right. <laughs> um, so uh, there's, there's some news from um, from you know the Sun mm. in Merseyside. Yeah. Big problems there. Oh God, uh, yeah. I'm not, not, let's not get into that. It's two, oh, two massive subjects. Jesus Christ. But Mark Ellison, I think he's uh, he sends in lots of lots of tweets. Yeah, and, good he lad, a Mark. Question. He is a good lad. Uh, he's the one that, by the way, Mark um, Mark didn't think that Adams um, Adams Adidas mix with his thingamajig was was appropriate. And today he's got Reebok and, and LS, which I'm more be- I'm I'm more alright with that. But Adidas Originals is kind of quite an important. Thing I just don't know. I still don't get that. But we we had a little bit of both on the comments. But that that's who Mark is, by the way. And he said categorically that it wasn't allowed. Adidas with something else. No. But I, I, I like the way that Adam doesn't seem to. He doesn't. No, I he say I like the way. I don't like it at all. He doesn't give a shit. No, he like doesn't. You you told him not to do it. Yeah. Told him. You said Ad stop doing that. There's nothing wrong with it. In your opinion. Yeah. What do you reckon, Cameron? I think it's perfectly fine. Fucking kids, young. kids these days. You, you, we are out of touch. That's, um, that's for sure. <laughs> Do you think the Sun will take measures to redress their status with the football clubs of the city of Liverpool? Wow, that's massive. Big question. Do you want to get? Should I give it a go? Uh, yeah, go on. You get the ball rolling. I think that I ultimately think that the sun, there's nothing the Sun can do to repair the situation, no. and I like the fact that that will never be the case. <laughs> uh, I quite like the, the kind of standing up against what they consider to be uh, reporting that is unacceptable mm. because it's such an important thing the reporting of any kind of news by the biggest newspaper in, in the country that's a massive responsibility and mm. sometimes that responsibility is flaunted and, 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 and it's a little bit uh, they're kind of approaching it in a way that without due consideration and um, I think the, the, it was from my opinion it's a little bit strange that the evidence, the evidence took so long it was weird I, was, I, was, I thought they were banned already but it was only after the comments about Ross Barkley and what's his face, uh, the, the, the Kelvin McKenzie. Yeah, Kelvin McKenzie's uh, description of people from Merseyside. That, yeah, yeah. That, uh, that meant that um, they were, you know, that Everton took that final step. Yeah. Because it's kind of like a spoken, un- unspoken thing. Uh, do you? Do I think the Sun will take measures to redress their status? I don't know. I mean, I think that um, it'd be smart to, you know, but to show. Yeah, to show humility. Um, but however, um, will they? Probably not. Um, w- would it be accepted? Probably not. Um, I think what's more, in- well, not what's more interesting. I think what's also interesting is whether 
Um, people will, so for example, Talkspot's just been bought by News, which is the company that owns the Sun brand. Right. And um, I'm just wondering if things like that will boil over to other publications and people that, that are that are about that. Because I remember actually mm-hmm. there was Stan Collymore, didn't he? he Tweeted righty, and they had a bit of a go to uh, Justice head because he, yeah, he put he put something on there going about him writing for that, which you know, it's it's, 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 I don't know why he's it's doing that. Such a difficult thing. It's a very difficult subject matter. Yeah. Um, um, so thanks for that, Mark. This is supposed yeah. to be a nice little chat. Cheers for that really difficult question, of yeah. which there's no there's no right answer and there's no winning out of. But I I, I don't know if the sonna. Um, care enough or whether that actually it would be there's anything that can be done mm. um, should we lighten the mood a bit yeah we need to because yeah. this is a bit so we've got a section a new section of the podcast we've been talking about for a while top fives top fives mate everyone loves a top five everyone does love or, a top five or a top ten half the internet was built on top ten <laughs> um so we thought we're going to get you down like if, you, if you're if you're listening to us or watching this on, on YouTube go on, go on the comments below and give us some of the top fives that we should tackle next week. They don't yeah. have to be football related as they are. That, that, that's so what kind of, okay, so, it, so I was thinking it'd be like, oh yeah, top five strikers. Well, I asked, I asked. Top five kits. I asked my but you're, you're saying it can be other stuff. Top five sandwiches. <laughs> I like that. I like that. So, so it can be other stuff as well, like top five. Golf, uh, well, foot, uh, golf can, celebrations. Music or. Top five biscuits. That's a good one. Yeah. I like biscuits. Well, let's quickly. What's, what's your top five biscuits? Well, should we do that now? Yeah, all right. All right. Top so, five biscuits. So essentially, you give us a top five for any subject matter. We'll choose one and then we'll do it on the pod um, to give you our top five. How about, but equally, yeah. tell us yours because you might, if you if you think we've missed something out, then... Equally, if we don't... If we, if we mention a biscuit that you think we should have included but didn't, we'll eat it on the next pod <laughs> and review it. <laughs> Review it. Unless it's a ginger nut. No sick. None of you sick <laughs> bastards that's mentioned that say ginger nut. You ever had a ginger nut in your life? Yeah. Tuck shop. Do you have a tuck shop at school? Of course. And did you get paper bags? Mate, I remember the tuck shop at the back of the. Honestly, there was a stand and you'd go up and it'd be. And all they'd sell was like literally a big. Big long slab of chewing gum. <laughs> I've oh never seen God. chewing gum dispensed like this. Like you'd buy like an A4 of chewing gum. Oh my God! Really? Clicks. Yeah, Clicks. that was it. And maybe like fucking Bovril or something. This is why I never want to leave London. <laughs> goes on outside. You leave London. This is why. Goes out. I never there. want to leave London. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> build a wall. No, actually, that's very. Yeah. Around. Get off, get off my glasses. Oh, they always. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go on then, top five biscuits. In at five. Hang on a minute, I just need to clarify. All right. Um, Don't say bourbon, chocolate bourbon. I will leave. All right. Over okay. most overrated biscuits. So, so I, I haven't prepared this, so right. this probably isn't going to be the best list ever. But, that's right. but I think that there's a couple of things that need to be on there. You've got to have a Kit Kat on. Is that in the biscuit range? A two-finger Kit Kat? It's not in the range. What are you... Is it right, so, a chocolate bar all day in a week? I'm just clarifying. Just clarifying. What about a yo-yo? I just want to know what I'm dealing with here. Is yo-yo a biscuit? Yeah. What are you saying, boys? I, I don't know what a yo-yo is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what a yo-yo it's is. It's covered in tinfoil. Yeah. yeah I know what the it is. green mint tinfoil. Oh, that's not a biscuit. Oh, we're talking about sake. digestives. We're talking about rich Custard tea. Creams. All right. Custard creams, all right. bourbons. Custard creams is in there. Really? Custard creams? Ch- chocolate obnob. Chocolate, <laughs> chocolate right, yeah, obnob. I'm with you there. Because that in a tea or a, or a coffee or something like that is strong. 
It is, and it, the good consistency. Cho- chocolate obnob is definitely in there, maybe yeah. one. Chocolate obnob and a custard cream is in there. I'm, I'll give you that, but I don't want it. You don't want a custard no, cream? No, just sickly, and you eat what, two or three of them, and you're like, what's going on? Why can't I? It's like, this is what I'd imagine... I don't want to finish that sentence. <laughs> Family podcast. Um, it's not, though, is it? No, I'd still not going to finish okay. the sentence. It's pretty um, um, so I, can, I can literally name three biscuits. <laughs> Rich tea, rich tea. Do you know what? I think a rich tea you can. It's too weak. Yeah. It's like they're one of them that's too brittle and weak. What are you saying, boys? Chocolate hobnobs. Digestives. Digestives. You know chocolate, chocolate digestive. Digestive with a layer of caramel in between the chocolate. And oh, Oreo. Oreo is. You don't like an Oreo? No, I do not like an Oreo. How can you? When did the? I've got chocolate hobnobs one, Oreos two. I've got a custard cream three. Yeah. At number four, and I can't believe because a breakaway and a yo-yo, and they're not fucking chocolate bars; they're fucking biscuits. Okay, well, they're fine. in the biscuit section. Look, if you feel strongly about it, I want a mint viscount. A mint viscount. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a, a posh yo-yo. Yeah, that's in at number four, uh-huh. and I'm just going to stick a, a jammy dodger in at five. Just jammy, for, all right. a jammy dodger with cream. Yeah, not just the the, tom- the tomato, the <laughs> strawberry. Yeah. that's my top five. I'm Be fine. Down. I'm not going to give you my top five. I, I don't care about biscuits at all. <laughs> you just said that, but you a minute ago you were like angry at ginger nuts. I just fucking so, so, hate so ginger nuts. Don't tell like, me you don't care about biscuits when you clearly care about ginger nuts. How is ginger nuts? How have they continued to make money and be produced <laughs> like fucking forever? <laughs> Who? What? I mean, my nanny's. She don't even eat ginger nuts, actually. Yeah, but I bet she's got them in the tin, though. In the I bet, tin. There's the, I bet they're in, in the, the tin. tin. In the it's tin. one of them, isn't it? Where it's like the, um, you know, you get a box of chocolates, and then there's always that one thing where there's a load of them left. The ginger nuts like that in a mixed tin of biscuits. Mm. Your foil ones gone straight away. Jammy <laughs> dodgers, they're over. Custard creams, bourbons. Your last few, but your ginger bi- ginger nuts never go. Bourbons. Yeah. All right. Um, so that's just, it. Just Top five biscuits. It's official. Get, get some better ones. We can do football ones as well, but that. That, I mean, I'm, just as a sandwich one. That's the quick, start. You know, we, can't, we can't do the sandwich. Just, just, not, not top five sandwich, just my favourite sandwich. <laughs> you want Please. All right, what's your favourite sandwich? Cheese Plowman's. <laughs> do you feel good now? Yeah. You care about got, cheese sandwiches? You've got to take the tomato out, though. you got to take the tomato out. Cheese. <laughs> All right, so All right. we've got pod questions. This is the bit where so, we... So, are... Sorry, before, let us know what biscuits we've missed. Let us know if you... What your top five is. Um... Let us know if ginger nut is on your top five. I think, not, I think I want to know if actually you're, everyone feels like this or whether it's just you no that's, that's aggressive, no overly aggressive towards them. Uh, and then let us know what top five you'd like us to do next week. Mm. And, and uh, as this is the first one, there's no preparation, but we'll actually come back with some... Yeah, or should we put some thought into it? We'll put some thought right. into it. Put five minutes of thought into it. Good. Uh, pod questions this week. We've got Joseph. Actually, if you want uh, us to answer your questions, you leave them in the uh, comments below hashtag pod questions we always read through and we read through every comment that, that, that people post genuinely I know everyone says that and they, they, they're probably lying but we, we do yeah because um, we only get 10 comments so that's not true <laughs> no, we're not yeah. Joseph Barker yeah. at Joe underscore Barker 1998 sent this in on Twitter it says does the reaction of journos regarding Spurs fans cheering Wilshere's injury show how out of touch they are with proper fa- football fans so, if, so what happened Spurs were playing Bournemouth playing Bournemouth Wilshere got injured yep he got you injured you celebrated I wouldn't say celebration like a goal celebration but it was just a Ray! But a collective of them. Right. And then, and the 
the journalists are there are now going this um, is outrageous this um, is terrible disgusting behaviour from Spurs fans and that yeah yeah I mean from my perspective yeah this is Wilshere's fault <laughs> but on a second level I respect Wilshere okay I've said this before only Arsenal player I respect right because he gets the rivalry he hates us and we yeah. hate him and that's fine that's fine I know like, yeah, people get so stressed out about that he's fine the Batman should hate the fucking Joker. Yes. Because the Joker fucking would kill him at his first opportunity. Yeah, although I wouldn't say Wilshere was Batman. Joker. I would no. say he's more of a fucking... Smoker. <laughs> it rhymes with Joker. It's not even a real guy. Why are you stuck? <laughs> Why? Who's frozen Flav? Just trying to think of a shit, shit DC enemy. Don't matter. But DC? Jokey's... Joke, DC, the, that doesn't matter. The world of... <laughs> I, I, I bollocks it, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so anyway, look, the, what we didn't realise at the time is that he broke his leg. Okay. Yeah. Which is which changes things somewhat. That said, I'm still, you know, kind of I'm fine. You stand the, by the, oh, the laugh. You know, yeah. we, it's about rivalry. He broke the fourth wall. He made it personal when on their victory parade when Arsenal had just won the FA Cup. In his brain, he was thinking about Tottenham. Yeah. As any good Arsenal fan should be. Yeah. Um, and, he, you know, he did the, what do you think of Tottenham shit? What do you think of shit Tottenham? Yeah. On, on their bus parade. Yeah. So at that point, you're like, all right, this, he wants it. Mm. The, guy, the guy wants it. He's not... Yeah, so, so he's setting the... He's, he's actually saying these are the rules. He's these not going, oh, hang on, don't ask yeah. me that question. I respect Tottenham. They're an equal competitor in this. Yeah. And, and I actually wouldn't want to say anything profane. He's actually going, profane's cool. Yeah. Th- this is the rules. It's like someone starting a fight and then complaining and get hit. That. Of course. So he, he set up the rules. So therefore, he's laid himself vulnerable to that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah? And, I think, and I think he understood that and, 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 and understands that. Okay. I think he... he, he so the, so, so the question it's, it's good I, I love how you speak about that stuff because people go oh you're biased it's like no 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 I support this team therefore yeah. I hate this I, and, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean I don't understand why people do that but this, this this Joey Barker's uh, question is does the reaction of journals etc regarding Spurs fans cheering this injury show how out of, a, out of touch they are with the proper football fans so I think that like Journalists are out of touch with proper fans. They, mm. they, they just are. Yeah. I think that they sit in their um, free tickets. They sit in their little allocated box. They, they look forward to their half-time sandwiches and yep. their biscuits. Probably all of them like ginger nuts, I would expect, Flav. Um, and they sit up there and they get access and they're kind of on a... They see themselves on a little bit of a pedestal. Absolutely. I've seen that. I've worked in this industry for a long time and know many journalists that that's the case. And a lot of them don't even feel that fans have really got... It's changing. And in five years' time, I think that it'll be... They'll understand it better. But I think that there certainly is a, a reality around them being out of touch. Yeah. However, I think it's about perspective, you know. I think that there's a perspective for whatever... You know, if, if, if you unfold Neil, there's not that many narratives for them to go with, but what is going to sell papers for them is to go, oh, it's to, to highlight that and to try and take an angle on it. So it's just like football, it's regardless of them being out of touch, the press are just constantly trying to find angles in which to create some kind of drama so that people yeah. click on it, so that people pick it up and pay the 50p or the pound or whatever it is to buy it. Simple as that. That's their entire agenda. Yeah. That's what, they, that's what they're tasked on, that's what they're focused on. So all it does is it just shows that they're going, oh, hang on a minute, we can fucking put an angle on this and we can create something because Spurs versus Arsenal, that sells. 100% simple agree. as that. 100% agree with that. 
I would say that there is a small percentage or a chance that the the, 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 the journalist is was offended mm. and probably has the remit to write about what they want. But much, much, much more likely that this is about how where are the angles in mm. this football match? Spurs beating Bournemouth yeah. 4-0 doesn't sell. No. But, um, you know, it's fine. I mean, it also, the injury... <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Because everyone's like, and this is the thing, it's about understanding people's perspectives for the decisions that they make and for the things that they do. Yeah. And... News organisations, especially from traditional media, what they're wanting, it's about reach for them. It's about getting as many people, as much audience as possible, because that, that will come to their websites, that will visit their papers, because that translates into into dollars, into yeah. ad dollars or mm. pounds, or rather. And these are the same. So, so, so that's the game. These are the same newspapers that wax lyrical about atmosphere, about a brilliant atmosphere at certain games. You know, the atmosphere of the North London derby, the old firm, the Merseyside derby, the North West derby between Les, uh, Liverpool and, and Man United. That atmosphere comes from the very hatred that fueled yeah. the jeers that, yeah. that, that were aimed at Wilshire. You can't have it all. Does. Either you, of course it does. You love the and it's been a constant thing. It's like they build up people in order to knock them down. They build up from a um, uh, Wayne Rooney. They'd build him up, oh, he's the best ever, because the more that they help inflate that opinion, then when he has an off day or makes a mistake, then they can kind of go the other way. And, yeah. you know, so, so it's just what they, what they do all the time. So that's, in, that's what they're all about. Thanks next, for the next question. Thanks for the question, Joe. Uh, send more. Um, JB, he said on pod questions, so this was on our podcast a couple of weeks ago, uh, which we did a lot about Arsenal. Uh, and, and the stuff that's happening we, we, we might have some from our fan TV on next week as well hopefully fingers crossed mm. uh, what are your thoughts on teams that have basically zero support but get progression through the leagues for example Doncaster top of league 2 but get a third of their stadium is 5,000 a third of their stadium full 5,000 a week I mean I guess you could look at that with um, what's my thoughts on that I mean I, what's he saying is he I saying that he hates he hates small clubs doing well that's what it feels like yeah. So everyone, look, everyone's got a right um, to play and to do well. <laughs> everyone's but got a right get to a third win of their stadium the in five thousand a week. I mean, Jay, you need to fucking you need to take care of your your 
your sentence structure a little bit more so we can really find <laughs> answer your question properly. Yeah. But um, I've no, I've no problem with it. The, I think that there's almost the, the main times when I've resented clubs doing well is when it's fucking Bradford or Barnsley, and and I see them as being lesser than us because of history and and a variety of other reasons, and then they've kind of done well and got to the prem, and it's mainly been driven by jealousy. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. And that's my prerogative. Yeah. But there's another occasion, and that's the likes of when I've seen a rugby town do really well. So Wigan, Wigan. Hull, Hull um, probably more, where they've kind of done well and got up and all of a sudden been a Premier League club and all of a sudden then the fans are coming out of the woodwork and they're getting 20,000 when they used to get four or 5,000. Mm. I have a slight... That, that, that irritates me a little bit because I think if you're going to come now, why won't you come in then, you know? Let me flip that. Man, Man City hold, I think, hold the record in League One for the biggest gate ever, and it's something like thirty-two, thirty-three thousand. They sold out. Yeah, when they were done in League One. Now le- they struggle to fill. Yeah, um, Eastland. Etihad. 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 Sorry, same yeah, yeah. thing. Same thing. What's the I mean, capacity of of, of, of Etihad now? Is it fifty odd or something? Oh yeah, it's close to sixty. I think. Is it really sixty? Fucking up, uh, Adam. I'd just like to say that Cameron is eating your lunch today in terms of facts and statistics. You, it's all right. Been really comfortable and looking really cool. We like multiple brands on, but please try and do a little bit more research about the show. Thanks. Right. Slacking, isn't it? Because you, 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 you vouch for him as well. Yeah. I vouch for you. You every day you vouch for him, and we're like, not sure it's working out. Disappointing. Think on that. Yeah, think on. Um, do you? Have, yeah. So, I, I, look, I, I don't know why anyone would have a, had a problem with a, a small club going. What, you, you don't like Hull going up because it should have been Huddersfield. Is it just bitterness? Yeah, there's sometimes I'm jealous. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. But, but, but um, now what were we saying before the, uh, the the Man City one? Yeah. But that's the thing, right? And there's a Man City fan on here that we've had... Uh, sometimes I don't understand he's, he's, he's what he's actually asking me and he's making out that I've said things that I don't think I have. Mm. But we've had a couple of good chats on here. Mm. And he talks about it and, and he did go back in them days. But I... Because do you remember I said a bit, like, I'd never want us to be Man City. And yeah. part of my... Don't want to be in the Premier League, although it's not an option because we're not going to make it anyway. You but might I do don't want to be in the Premier. We're not going to make still it. Do we're it. Not going to do it. We might even get in the playoffs. We're not going to do it. You will. We're not doing it, Flav. Leave it. Okay. Um, sorry. Sorry. Right. See so you getting upset. I am a bit upset, but I've also got a really itchy nose, which is making me look more upset than I probably am. <laughs> but um, but the thing with City is that like I preferred City when they were they were they were shit. I prefer like I remember City getting relegated. I remember getting relegated again. I remember coming back. I think it was in Notts County at, at Wembley when they mm. came back into playoffs and, and won, even though they were like maybe losing. Mm. And their support has always been one of the best supports. But it feels like the identity of that club has slightly been lost. And although off they're very slick, they've got really advanced commercial teams. They've got the best consultants, mm. and they've got all this content and all the, the way that they market the club. Mm. Um, I don't know for me there's something that's not uh, Georgie King Cladsey people like Andy Morrison Sean Goater I just don't know if they well, just buy all these players that I haven't even heard of for 30-40 million and it's just like I guess the point I was, uh, me. That, yeah I mean I guess the point is that I think there are Man City fans I think there are Arsenal fans I think there's Spurs fans of top clubs who do hanker for the times of yesteryear when the club was probably a little bit more legitimate, where it wasn't just so good at marketing itself and wasn't such a, a global, globally significant company. Um, and the, the, the times we're just going and, and watching football and pain on the door has gone. Mm. 
I'd imagine there are fans out there, certainly the older generation. Mm. However, speak to my dad. What, 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 what does he want from Tottenham? He wants the richest man in the world to buy Tottenham <laughs> so he can sense. get all of, the, all of it. He wants it all. Your dad's... Dude, my dad. Your, your dad's I'm, I'm brutal, to, isn't he? He he's doesn't like, give a shit. He's like the apex predator in the jungle. He just kind of... Yeah. He's, a, he's got a killer instinct. I like it. Yeah. Making you send out tweets like that. Yeah. Greedy. Greedy. He's surprised, I'm surprised that you're from a man like that. Oh, don't even get me started. Don't get me started. I can't even tell you how true that statement is mm. because of... Um, yeah, let's leave it there. <laughs> okay. Uh, All right. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not sure we've answered politics. that question, but I don't really understand the question. But thank yeah, you, JB, anyway. Yeah. Cheers for, for watching and being involved. All right, so there's, there's two... There's and, two. If, and if you're a Donny fan, congrats. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, so uh, we've got a question from David Hill, and this kind of links into a question about 1882, which I was banging on about last week, but a lot of people are like, well, what is that? Mm. So I was explaining it. But uh, Dave, actually, I'm sorry, fuck, I fucked it up. Wrong one. Jamie Cutton. Uh, he says, the best podcast on YouTube, also love Ball Street. Question, would you rather see your club, Spurs or Huddersfield, win the Premier League with no English players, or an England or England win the international, or England win an international tournament? Because for me, after seeing Wales reach the Euros semis, I actually think I would prefer to see Wales win an international tournament than Cardiff win the Premier League with a team. I basically, basically what, he's, oh, yeah, okay. what he's saying is that is there less value in your team being full of foreigners, players that are, yeah, foreigners <laughs> uh, or uh, is it more important to you that you have the homegrown players to achieve the success? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a really good question. Um, so I like these ones that make you kind of think and waste. So, so when when you get a player who comes to Huddersfield who is from other uh, from another country mm. who doesn't really understand the culture around Yorkshire, certainly the nuances of a club like Huddersfield, how long before they're adopted, or is it simply a case of they're great players and fucking we need them? Um, and it always it's weird, isn't it? It's weird what makes you fall in love with a player. Mm. So, okay, Aaron Moy is Australian. Yeah. And he, I, I love him. Yeah. I fucking adore he's Aaron great Moy. He's at that level. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, and so I love him, and he's an Aussie. And traditionally, although I've got some Australian friends, I've always been very competitive with him at sports. But I, I love Aaron Moy, right? Which specifically Australians? Yeah, I'm just always a bit, because of the ashes, I used to like a little cricket. Well, I still do, but. Yeah, there we um, I was raised on cricket and, and I was always I was, we used to get whipped by them every year and it yeah. was every sorry every ashes every few years yeah. but um, we've got a player called uh, a German called Heffele right and he hadn't even really played but just by the way he kind of acted and stuff <laughs> like at the start of the season mm. there's this just this weird clip that kind of went viral in Huddersfield circles him just walking out of the team hotel just in a dressing gown like that and he's called the Hef as well and Amazing. just kind of talking about season tickets and he's a character and he's the one that said when we, when we beat Leeds he'd scored the winning goal in the last minute so that'll do it but he uh, he then gives it um, it's a, it's a, in the interview he's like oh yeah well it's a fucking dream like that. and they're like oh sorry you can't swear on Sky and he's like, oh yeah, sorry. So we've now started this. Oh, it's a fucking injury. Yeah, yeah, that's it's great. a fucking dream. And he's a court hero. Yeah. So I, the fact that whether they're English or not, yeah. I actually am able to attach myself to these people because I love Moy, I love Hef, yeah. and and the fans love Hef. So uh, it's kind. Of, but, but but they're we're a lower division club, mm. or a, these guys are. They're not household names. They're not people that are over here and then looking to kind of move. It feels like just because they're not from Yorkshire or from England, I still feel that they're blue collar 
kind of footballers in a way. Yeah, that makes sense. It completely. So, I, so I still feel an attachment to them, regardless. Yeah, I but I feel no attachment to the England team. No, and no. they're English. Yeah, I feel no attachment to that team right now. No, and, and I think Wales supporters generally, Welsh people were more nationalistic than the vast majority of English yeah. players. But I, I don't have anything to back that up. It's just my gut feeling from yeah. watching the international football. Yeah. Um, Spurs, conversely, I agree with everything you've just mm. said. I have experience of that, but we just tend to have, we've got at the moment a, a core of English players. That's right. So and Dyer, Ali, Carl Walker, and Danny Rose, Danny Rose, Carrie um, Kane's, yeah, um, with the old Azakane, um, Hun Song, yeah. Uh, but no, I just think um, I, I'm lucky enough to have it because there is <laughs> naturally a, a kind of more of a, a kind of affinity for. For England right now, because you've got a lot of, it's a lot of Spurs players. Yeah, but do you also make assumptions about the fact that they get the club because they're English, mm. when that may not be true? Yeah, I, d- I don't think, I was going to say Probably that's not true, kind of quite a... But it's an easy thing just to accept. Yeah. So you don't have to work hard at falling in love for, yeah. with, with, with the player. I, I think ultimately, though, it is about those little things that the players do that, that you attach themselves to. Yeah, so I'll give you an example. You're, you you're like this, the players have been allowed at Spurs to use Instagram, live Instagram, mm. um, and they're on this plane flying back from somewhere, Sunderland, I think, and there's Danny Rose and there's Carl Walker on Instagram and they're ans- answering questions and, yeah. and it's on live and they're literally just every now and then glancing on it and someone someone put on, on the Instagram feed, um, what do you say about the rumours that at Manchester City are coming are gonna spend sixty million on you, Danny Rose and Carl Walker? And they're both standing there and Danny Rose is like asked the question, goes, What do you think, Carl? And Carl Walker just looks over and went, Tottenham for life. <laughs> and that was just a small thing. Mm. And Tottenham for life isn't that I mean, I wouldn't say that in any seriousness mm. about me saying Tottenham for life. Mm. But the fact that he said it, looked at a rumour that you think I'm a bit worried that Man City might be able to buy him out of his contract. Yeah. But he's, that for me was like I love him now mm. uh, Danny Rose's no nonsense attitude no Pro- probably media. got off the plane was like that straight onto his agent it's like this fucking city thing can you make that happen yeah what will I get paid yeah. alright cool yeah, cheers probably for off mate cheers for that cheers for that mate. Um, I, 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 uh, I love Danny Rose as well he doesn't have any social media doesn't he he doesn't play that game doesn't he and for that and, and the only time it's you a see mistake. any well, it's a mistake <laughs> it's a mistake Danny, we should talk. Yeah, <laughs> do you reckon? I, I, he's gonna have so much money and do whatever he wants, isn't he? But well, you know, the, in the, the world thing is, is so much social media. And for yeah. good, you know, we love yeah, social media. Yeah, yeah. We exist because social media is a thing. Well, to some degree, no, I don't should know. Should I retract that? No, no. All right. Well, um, let it hang. Let it hang. It might not be true. Um, let Danny, Danny Rose um, is it, kind of a it kind of a bit of a throwback. I guess yeah. old school football. Yeah. Uh, and that's why we love him. Stefan Freund was terrible for Spurs, but he, he had a cult following. So this guy, let's answer this guy's question because we, we've kind of. So what he's saying is, would we rather Huddersfield? Would I rather Huddersfield win the league yeah. or England win the World Cup? Um, so that, so yeah. for a long time, so fuck me, it's difficult, right? I kind of feel that, and I've never really felt in touch with people in this country, and we've gone into these tournaments, and I've started, hang on a minute, it's Euro '96, we could do this, or it's. France 98 or whatever god come on boys yeah. and you start to get into that thing um, you really feel like winning something like that because it's a national game and there's such an obsession with football that winning something like that would be fantastic for everybody it'd be such a lift to the whole country mm. um, 
you know, much like a great summer makes everyone feel better. You, you often feel that real success in sport, everyone wears that with with pride, and, yeah. and, it, and it matters to everyone. So I felt that for a long period of time, and I've always felt a little bit disappointed by England because I always thought, look, I support a shit team that doesn't have many heroes. We certainly don't buy any. There's all this Premier League arrogance. There's all this money in the game. There's these players driving around in their in their cars and full of you know feeling like they're great, and a lot of the time acting. Mm. Yeah, I remember hearing Kieran Dyer or whatever hearing stories about him burning money on on a bus in front of people abroad. I remember hearing other players kind of like pouring crystal on the floor and just because you know just acting kind of vulgar with excess. So I've always felt a little bit disappointed by England, given all the money and all the Premier League and all the prestige mm. involved in 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 these top players. That when they're wearing England shirt, they're they're poor. Yeah, <laughs> and that and that I think that um, and and it's a letdown, and, and we miss an opportunity to kind of make everybody proud. Yeah. So. I would have always said England, but actually, right now, um, I kind of feel like saying, "Do you know what? Like, fuck it, give, give me, give me the half an hour and more. Um, you know, getting get getting medals, give me that." I also think that the rivalry is counterproductive to supporting England. The rivalry in football, club rivalry, yeah. is counterproductive to coming together as a nation to support another football team. Well, any other team, right? Any of the top teams, so Liverpool, I put in this bracket, Manchester United particularly, I think that they've had it so good for such a, like the Liverpool era uh, when they were winning everything and then it was kind of the United era. And I think that those two teams, in, and this could be wrong, it's just my opinion, yeah. was that those two teams in particular really more than anyone else favoured the club over country mm. and and to the stage where they'd be didn't want their players to play for England almost. yeah yeah I mean so that's definitely true in in, in, in Merseyside in Liverpool yeah I mean they're proud of but, but Spurs I've always felt were quite up for England Spurs fans and maybe because you actually didn't uh, you weren't competing for trophies it's not there's two things there's two things yeah maybe maybe that's true but ultimately this is where I come from one I don't want Spurs players playing for England because they get injured and could fuck a, a club season but more importantly I don't want Liverpool fans or Arsenal fans getting any enjoyment out of football no well, I don't make it, that doesn't make any sense no you want them to be punished feel pain yeah in footballing sense yeah I, I, don't want, pain. I don't want to be, sit there and, and support Ashley Cole or John Terry no. or, or Jack Wilshere. No. I can't say, go on, Jack Wilshere. Yeah, you wanted to break. Go! You wanted to break his legs. I don't want him to break his legs, but I'm not going to be up in arms or cry my eyes out if he does. You're going to cheer if he does. I, I wouldn't. I mean, probably. <laughs> no, I mean, look, if it was a snap and it, and it was a disfigured leg, I, I yeah. wouldn't cheer that because that's. I mean, ultimately, he's a human being. What about how do you feel if, say, you'd somehow accidentally I don't know had a car crash like a like a, not, a, not a really bad crash right. but you'd caught this this car yeah. and, 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 and and he was driving and you'd broke his leg would you feel bad or would you feel like quite chuffed about that would you be almost wearing that as a badge outside of it would you be kind of like almost like at White Hart Lane be honest um I'd be I'd be quite distressed. I'd, I'd caused I've been in a car accident that, had, that another human being had been yeah. injured. No one died. No one died. Um, I, I, what are you asking me? To, I can't say yes to that on okay. in front of the cameras and be recorded. Okay. No, I just wondered if if like where, where the line was like because you know because you, you all the Spurs fans cheered. You well, kind of made light of it. What if I it was make, actually the the blood or the break was was on your on your thing? I just wondered. Yeah, we can move on. Can move on. I mean, if it was Sol Campbell, I'm fine. 
Yeah, yeah okay. absolutely. Sol Campbell. Absolutely, no no issue with that. Okay. I cool. mean, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't drive into him on purpose. No. But if it happened, it happened. Yeah. If he was like at the lights. And he's done more to me emotionally than the broken leg. Yeah, of course, yeah. So. Um, David Hill, uh, thoughts on atmosphere? Just absolutely detest the away fans that are taking over atmospheres. Um, I believe that standing and singing sections must be uh, are a must for home fans in modern football as tourism is on the rise. I'm a Liverpool fan, and after the conclusive evidence from the Hillsborough inquiry, I think our club should be the team to lead this move uh, to change in England. Football has developed as have stadium security. I believe it's time for a change. It's quite a yeah. lot there. Um, Firstly, just quickly, away fans have always been the loudest. You know, it's very rare for yeah. our home ground to, to the home set of fans to be the loudest. Well, it's generally. just that, that that thing, isn't it? It's like you're travelling somewhere, you're getting up earlier, you're probably having a couple more beers. Mm. There's a bit of a... Uh, your senses are stimulated when you're travelling to someone else's town. It's a new you're going into environment. Enemy territory. There's a bit of enemy territory about it. Yeah. And that's why the whole casual movement was kind of based on that was oh. like everyone would get dressed up and look their best and it's actually Liverpool fans that I think because they were doing so well in Europe they'd go abroad they'd come back with all these brands and these names that weren't really relevant over here right. they'd all get dressed up in their like Unless I don't know Lecoq or their Sergio Tachini that's right or whatever and right. they, Lecoq Sportif that's the one and then uh, Lacoste and stuff like that and, and they'd come back with all these clothes and they'd be going around to other parts of the UK and, and, and looking fantastic and everyone like fuck we want to do that mm. and that whole, that whole casuals it was more the away support that would be the lads mm. that are going there and, and that are looking for bother Young so I think there is that whole away days thing that's always been a big part of football culture so that isn't going away I don't think you can detest them or resent them personally I grew up watching that and thinking it was beautiful it was like I remember away fans exploding and just sort of like ticker tape City's inflatables I loved you, you know the, the, the atmosphere that away support would bring would be amazing but this guy's right I think that the the safe standing um, things to do with making mm. facilitating an atmosphere at home um, it is definitely a, a must really because especially when you give the away fans like behind the goal mm. and they've got they can create that, all that atmosphere uh, in and around corners or, or it has an impact yeah. you know so yes the, the home team should be doing more and Liverpool could I think be there's, there's something in David I think what might have happened is David and uh, this might this is a massive assumption but this is what I'm guessing that Liverpool have had some poor results at home this season and he's been irritated by how loud the away fans are. My, yeah. that, that's my assumption. Yeah. Uh, the, the other part of his question is such a difficult issue around safe standing and the Hillsborough and Liverpool Football Club. I'm not going to ever say that Liverpool should be the team leading it. Um, yes, it's, it's a conversation that you need to have with your fans yeah. and, and your club. What if there's a group as well that, that's talking about that, isn't there? What they call, it uh, was... Um, uh, is it Spion or... Uh, the cop. There's a. I think there's help a us out. Spy and cop. There's a, uh, We might be wrong. There's a. Yeah. They're, they're, look, they're looking at currently, and they may have moved on from this stage. But we talked to the FSF on the Longball Street podcast previously, That's right, yeah. and they were looking to move towards having a position. So should we have a position yeah. on this, or should we just not comment at all? That's Liverpool fans' prerogative. Yeah. Um, and I remember that day actually when that happened. I think. Sorry, I was, I was at a Huddersfield match the day that that happened. Mm. I remember it sort of coming through on people's radio and almost like word pizza because a lot of people used to go to you know yeah. you got phones you can be updated a lot of people used to go and have like a little radio in so they could get the other scores and that lot and um, I remember it kind of spilling out onto the like people starting to talk about it this is what's happened it was uh, grim so I remember yeah I remember that day and, and, and anyone that went to football um, 
and even people that hadn't been to the football that that was something that that touched everybody you know I think um, we, we, we're luckily, David, in a position where um, that movement towards safe standing has gathered enough pace that it's inevitable. Mm. Don't think we, Liverpool fans or the club or the supporters movement, have to be involved at all. Mm. Um, they certainly don't have to be leading it. It's mm. a very difficult position for them to be in. They can sit back and let mm. um, let the, 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 the wave, the, mm. the energy towards yeah. safe standing build up and let it do its job. I remember actually going... Uh, so it's a... Um, it must have been in the early 2000s. Or in fact, no, sorry, it was probably between 95 and 98 because I was at uni. And there was a mate of mine, a really good, one of my besties, um, he's a scouser called Neil. Um, and he, live bird tattoo, Liverpool mad, you know, dad, great stories about back in the day and mm. all that kind of stuff. And, uh, I remember going to it was a year actually Liverpool had played Celtic and Steve McManaman had scored that amazing goal at Celtic I think where the ball kind of came to him on halfway and his first touch was to touch it round to go around it was like an individual goal yeah. and um, I'm pretty sure McManaman scored was it McManaman? yeah I'm pretty sure that was the, the deal right yeah, yeah. and then we went to the return game so it was Liverpool versus Celtic a European match I can't remember if it was UEFA, Europa, Champions League, whatever the fuck it was. It was a yeah, European yeah, yeah. game. And I went and we went in the cop. And the whole game, like, we and the whole place around us was basically standing up, chatting, no seats, no seats. And and that was the... Um, Based on what? But people didn't want to, people wanted to stand up in the really? football. And this is a long time ago. Yeah. So I was in the cop and everyone's chanting no seats. And I was kind of there doing the same as a part, part mm-hmm. of it and it was amazing the atmosphere the flags and it was fucking incredible but um, that's you, you've, you've gone to a lot of football that isn't to do with Huddersfield haven't you that yeah. just occurred to me so you've been to Millwall I've been to Millwall <laughs> uh, which is a strange one um, you've been to Liverpool you've been to Rangers Celtic yeah I've been to that um, never been to Tottenham with me I've not <coughs> I've been to watch Tottenham Leeds where? At LM Road? No, I've been to Tottenham Leeds at Tottenham. Oh, so yeah. Why did and, you, and do you know what? I've, been, I've been in the... I think I was in the fucking... Was I in the Leeds end for that? Because I've got mates that are Leeds, I've got mates that are Spurs. Yeah. I think we all went and I ended up with a ticket in that. What game was it? Can you remember? Um, was it recently? No, it was... Well, fucking... Have Leeds played Tottenham recently? About five years ago in, yeah. the, in oh. Jermaine Beckford. It was probably before it that. Cool. It might have been... I don't know. I don't I'm going to say, yeah, 2000... Two to 2006 era something like that alright yeah um, a few games see so yeah you, you just what is it just World Cup final no big deal you, you went to the World Cup final yeah Brilliant. my best game though is is my best ever what, football one, match I think my, my most favourite ever football experience was I was I went travelling in Peru and I think that the, the way that the Peruvian league is set up you get like a note because they're travelling around places in South America you've got the Andes movement uh, Andes mountains and you've got all this kind of it's difficult yeah. right yeah, yeah. so it's not like um, you can just drive up the M1 you, you're going up and down it takes 20 hours to get to that town over there yeah. so their, their league's built I think that there's a, maybe a north and a south and they play and then they maybe meet for a final it's yeah, like a like playoff that, it was something like that yeah. um, and there's a place called um, Cusco and I think their team's Cinciano and Cinciano um, so that's the gateway to Machu Picchu which is the Inca Trail which is like the kind of ancient city it's a beautiful place one of the wonders of the world right, right? right. and uh, so anyway we arrived in, since in Cusco um, 
just as they'd won the um, their whole thing for the first time in a hundred years, something like that, right? Yeah. They'd won this thing, uh, so they were all partying and celebrating, and all. So I was out there, and I didn't know Spanish that well. So I was out there, and and I can't remember. I had lost my uh, the girl that I was with, and, and and our friends kind of thing. And I was in this place trying to find them, and the whole city square. And Cusco's a very cool little town, mm. but the the traffic's at standstill. People are on the tops of their cars. It's a proper celebration, and. I'm there and there's just random people coming up to, and all I could say was Naberto Solano and that point in time that's all I could do the oh, universal yeah, language the universal language you say yeah yeah Naberto Solano like that and they're like hey, yeah. Yeah, like that that's That'll it do. and then they're just making you drink this homemade alcohol which right. is which is horrible yeah. but um, so they were playing then Lima which is the capital of Peru in this two-legged final and so we were like managed to get tickets to go to this game and it was fucking nuts like it was crazy like the the fireworks the stuff that was getting thrown on the pitch to the stage where when they were taking corners you had armoured police mm. that would take these shields up and kind of create uh, almost a bit like Batfink used to do uh, the cartoon but they'd create these, these shields out of there so people could take corners and stuff like that I've seen that before um, yeah it was, so, they, so they protect the corner so it's a shield and then there's like a roof to it yeah then. yeah. so there's a few of them making this thing so then they can kind of yeah. take corners that was insane and, and they, they ultimately they lost it might have been on penalties but that was that was insane that, it's great to see football in different places like that, yeah. yeah that does sound amazing it was very good um yeah, I can't match that story, so mm. we'll just crack on. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is incredible. Did you find her again? Huh? The bird you Yeah, lost. yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah. And the, the, the girl that you had to keep going to the, with the itchy nose, did you see her again? Um, I, I just had a few dates with her. <laughs> that was a... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, and a question from last week from C122H122. Uh, it says, what is the 1882 thing that Flav was on about? Yeah, apologies. I, I'm, I'm not arrogant to assume that everybody knows everything I'm talking about. It's mm. just that... Uh, I don't know. Oh, maybe you should know. Find out. <laughs> if you don't know, then you don't get to know. Yeah. No, it, look, it's, I mean, you, this is the thing. People can... You're very, very, very humble, I think. You have a jokey bit of arrogance. Yeah. But ultimately, um, you're a guy that I think... I, I feel proud that, that you're my friend I, I, you know I, I could imagine in, in a different in, in a different scenario whereby yeah. I had more time yeah. to go out drinking and do stuff like that because I didn't have these responsibilities and a business to run which is super stressful and never ending then you know I, I'd, I'd be I'd, I'd really enjoy it because you're a very cool guy yeah oh, of course. lovely wonderful guy but it doesn't end there oh. right because what you actually did is you know you're not in life, there's a lot of times that people that sit there and they point out, oh, they should have done that, that should be different, oh, that's shit, right? Whereas they don't get off their arse and fucking do anything. Um, and a lot of the people that are ultimately involved in Ball Street, uh, be that likes of Arsenal Fan TV, Robbie, be that the Redmen, be that some of the guys upstairs that started Twitter accounts, be that whatever. Yeah. We are people that have ultimately at some point looked at the status quo and said, do you know what? that thing there that's not quite right let's organise around that let's do something about that and that's what I love about what, what, what we've got within our DNA is that and, and you did that you were a big part of doing something like that for Tottenham weren't you yeah that's a lovely setup. Um, I, I, I you know, so the idea was that we were targeting games at, at Spurs that were 
either ill-attended or that they the atmosphere was just terrible or that there was no traditional reason why atmosphere would be at a game. So we wanted a return of atmosphere to to football and just to enjoy our football a bit so more. So basically the the White Hart Lane, the noise wasn't quite there. There was a bit of a lack of atmosphere in occasions it and was, you wanted to do something about that. Yeah, it was for it was for it was for main first team games. Right. But Europe Europa League group matches, there were twenty thousand people there. Most families taking their kids to the game for the first time, cheap tickets. Right. We just thought this is a great opportunity to actually, if there are like, so we run a, a podcast, relatively popular podcast. If there are listeners out there who, who are like us and want to have a sing song of football and you know go and support the game and have a laugh and, it, and not be entirely about the result on the pitch, mm. that we can buy in this one block in Tottenham. And if you're interested, buying that block. And that's so you basically organised for everyone to come and get together so you could create just, atmosphere in a part of the stadium. Yeah, just put a, a, a kind of call out there, just saying, look, we, we, we're going to be in this block. We think there are many other fans that are, that are essentially interested in, in, in singing and, and, and creating atmosphere. And it was just an umbrella for Tessita. It wasn't a movement, really. We called it the 1882 movement. Really, it was just an idea for, for oh. like-minded fans to come and Because 1882 is when you, uh, the club was formulated, is that right? And 1882 is, yeah, is a year that's about twi- And the Twitters love this shirt. Yeah. And... But it manifested then in other ways as well, didn't it? So yeah. it started like some of the stories that I've heard, or some of the really not a documentary. I've seen something wrong. You'd actually then get people. It's almost like, regardless of the first team, we support yeah. Tottenham. We we love the shirt, so we're going to go and mm. support the, the, so it's, the, that's the, how the kids, started. right? That's essentially how it started. Love the that. first thing we did was we went to watch the under 16s at Charlton. Um, did the same thing. Put a call out if you're interested. Let's go and like, wouldn't it be funny? That's, that's ultimately what it was about. It, it, I've got a funny idea. <laughs> it wasn't actually me to come up with it. Someone else did. Right. But the, uh, we, we went, let's go down to the Valley. Spurs are playing Charlton in the FA Youth Cup, fourth round. Right. They had no idea what's going on. We get, they come out and there's like 250 Spurs fans there just singing like it was a Spurs game. Love that. And, and, and we won. We won 1-0. And what was amazing about it, some for 90 minutes, all of the players came over afterwards and were, and were clapping and, and, you know, we made their day. So these are just uh, like 15-year-old kids? Yeah, they're 15-year-old kids. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it, it was... Yeah, so we, we, we just thought it was funny. It would be a good laugh to do it. And then it kind of picked up momentum and, and we, we happened to be played, playing Arsenal at uh, Underhill. Um, and then it was like, this ain't funny anymore, this is Arsenal. <laughs> and we said, we just again put the call out saying, look, we're going to go down there, it's free to get in. Mm. It's standing, terraces. Amazing. You know, it's a throwback to old, old school football. And it's against the scum. And it was under 21s, it was different. So it's not under, yeah. un, uh, it's not FA Youth Cup. And, uh, and 1,300 people turned up. And I'm not Amazing. suggesting it all, all, it was all under the 1882 banner. Yeah. There were lots of people that were coming just for Tottenham and good because that's, that's all, that was the old aim. It wasn't yeah. us about setting up and it becoming yeah. like a, a vehicle for us to push the podcast. It was yeah. never that. We've never monetized the 1882 idea at all. There's never yeah. any badges, nothing like that. Yeah. It was all about getting like minded fans together. And yeah, 1,300 people turned up with smoke bombs going off. Um, singing all the videos on YouTube just Google 1882 Underhill and you'll see you'll see what it was like is there a young Flav there hi it was literally four years ago so not that young but yeah Yeah, my dad went my dad went has been to every 1882 has he yeah he needs his hip replaced and he was going all over the place awesome so that's what 1882 is good point good place to finish um uh, that subscribe and stuff yeah remember pod questions below give us your top five biscuits give us your top five suggestions and we'll do them next week yeah uh, subscribe if you're listening to us go on our YouTube channel youtube.com forward slash 
Long Ball Street. There's also other bits coming this week. We've yeah. got a preview podcast starting up this weekend. Previews. Oh, podcast. right, okay. Is that Me and James, or Flames. Flames. As we, uh, we like <laughs> that's to That's your, that your name, Flames. Flames. Amazing. Um, yes, yeah, so, so that's going to be on video and on audio yeah yeah absolutely so you'll be awesome. able to find it in the same streams as yeah. you use currently so um, we discussed that a few weeks ago didn't we and yeah. we asked people and people seem to want a bit more mm. on Ball Street so we're doing a, a, a preview podcast that'll look at the weekend's games and we've got other plans awesome. as well other plans as well Matthew see you at the far post see you at the far post mate